Welcome to Crispy Bits, I'm Julie. If you're vegan or do a lot of plant-based cooking, or even if you don't, you may know of Lauren Toyota. Lauren was a much music VJ and a TV host and producer for about a decade before she launched her website, Hot for Food, and her YouTube channel, where she teaches almost a half a million subscribers how to make vegan versions of comfort foods like mac and cheese, burgers, pizza, all the food that you really want to eat. Lauren is such a great cook. Her debut cookbook, Vegan Comfort Classics, 101 Recipes to Feed Your Face, was so popular that she's already working on a second cookbook, which is set for release in early 2021. Now, you may remember that my last episode was recorded in Jan Arden's kitchen. Jan is also vegan, and she invited me over for lunch and made Beyond Burgers. And while we were talking about plant-based cooking and where we get our inspiration, she mentioned Lauren, who just happened to be coming to Calgary that weekend to do a talk at the New Central Library. So I texted her and asked if we could get together and continue the conversation. So that Saturday, I went down to the library, and we hung out for a quick chat in the new Michael Green green room cool library hey i love the library isn't it beautiful it's like wow toronto didn't put this much effort into their library <laughs> this is really funny because when jan and i were were cooking in her kitchen last week she mentioned you as a source of inspiration for her newfound veganism i'm so excited by that it makes i mean she's a legend mm-hmm. so when i she follows my personal instagram i hadn't noticed if she followed hot for food but she follows yeah. my personal instagram and when i saw that and she was liking things i was like What's going on? I was like, why does she care what I'm doing? But I didn't know she went vegan. How long ago did she, she go did. vegan? I believe four months ago. Amazing. Did you start having performance anxiety when I was noticing? No, when, when people- I just get excited. Not okay. I obviously worked at Much Music and I was grew up as like a fangirl. Like mm-hmm. so a bit of that exists within me. So even when when you know, famous people, people that I think are amazing and respect follow hot for food and see what I'm doing in that world, I get very excited. Mm-hmm. And so that was just that was just really cool for me. Yeah. Well, and and that's that's what you do so well is inspire people who are newly vegan that's or plant based. Mm-hmm to to figure out how it how it works because it's it's tricky and you do it so well with your your youtube channel which you how long have you been doing your youtube channel i don't Um, even know just since just at the end of 2014 i started dabbling but it it kind of started being a full-time consistent effort as of 2015 yeah so not that long but it was a huge shift for like what i was doing it just brought a lot more attention to it and that sort of led to a cookbook which is awesome it came out last year and and it's a good market to be in right now in the cookbook world for sure. Probably really same is. on on YouTube, but I feel like there's a lot of vegan cookbooks, and it's mm. not proportionate to the number of vegan people, right? right? <laughs> but but I I feel like people are eating that way more often, even if they're not committing to it 100. percent Yeah, and I think that that's great, and that's all I ask for is that you just get rid of the weird misconceptions like the ew what is it made out of then it's like food is food and this is actually really really good food granted not everyone makes great vegan food and i and i there are bad vegan things out there of course but i'm just trying to like spread the positive side of it and show that you can really transform plants into tasty stuff. And do you think the perception has changed in recent years now that it's sort of been rebranded as plant-based rather than, than vegan? It hasn't. It hasn't. Like one day I'll say, yes, we've made so many strides and we obviously have, and people before me have, and Mm -hmm. there's Expo West and Expo East, which is like a whole expo of 
vegan products that, you know, are being made every day and being distributed in North America and around the world. So yes, there's huge strides being made, but at the same time in daily conversation, I get very surprised by how narrow minded the approach to vegan and plant-based is still just with the general population. So that's Mm -hmm. why I know like my job's never done. I just have to keep spreading this message and sharing good food with people and showing people that it's easier than they think and just dispelling those myths. Because I think, yeah, it's just an everyday conversation where I'm like, wow, Mm -hmm. people really still don't know what plant-based or vegan means. Well, and I feel like plant-based people, it doesn't come with the the stigma that some people associate with with the word vegan, do you think? It's like when it's like when Instant Pot <laughs> rebranded the pressure cooker. Like hey, that's people the same were thing? terrified. It's the it's an electric pressure cooker. Like yeah. it's a multi cooker, so there's slow cooker. All, but people were terrified of pressure cookers, right? Like they mm-hmm. blew up, they didn't mm-hmm. want to use them. Suddenly the instant pot it's is like, like people love it, right? And I feel like plant based is easier for people to get on board with sometimes if they sort mm-hmm. of have resisted yeah. veganism. Do you think that's true? I think that it- it is true, but I, I hesitate personally for what I do. I still say vegan because what I want to get rid of is that rigidity and and mm-hmm. angstiness around the word vegan. Because it's yes. the same thing. I don't know why totally. we're trying to make a distinction between, well, you're vegan or you're not vegan. You're just plant-based. Yeah. It's like, what? Do, I don't care what you call it at the end of the day, but I'm yeah. going to say vegan because I'm vegan and I stand for the vegan message. Yeah. So, like... I'm just going to use the word. Yeah. I don't know. And I know a lot of people in my exact same position that have big audiences that don't want to use the word vegan. So I don't care, but I don't know why we're making a distinction between the two that somehow plant-based allows more flexibility than vegan does. And I'm here to say vegan still allows flexibility because you're on your own path and I'm not going to discipline you or hit you over the hand because you might've had a piece of cheese yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying because, but you'll go, I am confident and I've seen this happen I'm, I'm confident that people will get to the point where they understand oh i don't want the cheese i don't need the cheese and mm-hmm. here's why mm-hmm. because of the way factory farming is because of the way animals are treated and i'm not not everyone will get to that point quickly but they will eventually make the connection yeah and i don't need to hammer it down their throat every day on my channel to do that right and and do you think that that's a motivating factor for a lot of people to to make the change i, I feel like environmental issues political mm-hmm. issues are influencing people's food choices more and more which is good and i think it can come from any direction like everyone has a different story to how they found you know changing their eating habits Mm -hmm. sometimes the environmental issues will resonate for you more than the animal welfare issues and that the way people decide to make a change in their diet it can be from all different angles like it can be the environmental issues that resonate with them it can be the animal welfare issues that resonate or it might just be health and overall physical Mm well-being where they know they got to eliminate the dairy or eliminate the meat and for me it was that like i've always loved animals and felt off eating animals but the real thing that made me change and take notice was just how I was feeling. How I was feeling physically first, but then I also noticed that I had that emotional guilt because I didn't think eating animals was right for me. So mm-hmm. again, it can reach you in any way and I don't I don't have a preference what resonates for people as long as they start making some small changes. And yeah. then you notice the effects those changes have on you physically, mentally and emotionally and then I know now you've something's clicked for you so you're on your own path. So I can be like a bit of a tool or like planting that seed for you, but ultimately it's up to you what you do with it and I always just see people they take what I've planted and they run with it on their own. Yeah. So that's why I'm a little easier on people and it's not like I there there's sometimes a vegan attitude of like we can't let people have that um 
ease around their choices because mm. of the animals. Hmm. And I understand where you're coming from, but I think that's the wrong approach and energy to to put, put out, out there. there. It turns yeah. people off. It's not, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you are selling something, so you have yeah. to do it in a gentle easy way for people to swallow well and guilt is a terrible motivator right? exactly it's and no just, one wants to be told what they're doing is wrong or no. bad for them and like people have it's hard to change it's yeah. hard to change habits especially when it's something that is every day that you know sometimes you're responsible for feeding your family or there's, you a, know, lot there's a lot of factors there's a lot of factors and i i just remember that all the time like and, you know, we could get into it. It's like, yes, maybe sometimes this whole thing comes from a place of privilege, too, because mm-hmm. I have access to so much. Not everyone does. Yeah. So I understand that it's like, while I am in a broad sense on a mission to plant those seeds and have people make better choices, I think when I say it in that broad, broad perspective, I'm not saying everyone needs to go vegan and the whole world needs to go vegan. Yeah. That's not really what I'm saying. I'm just saying you just have to start on the momentum of change. Totally. Yeah. Do you think it's easier to be vegan these days than it was 30 years ago like when I was a kid I remember some neighbors who were who were vegan and 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 the little you know the little store the the health food store that you'd have to go and to get yogurt right like Mm -hmm. yogurt wasn't a thing that was at every grocery store quinoa wasn't yeah a thing it could not be easier I mean our access to food is huge we kind of if we live in developed urban centers we have access to any type of food whenever we want to a degree where it's a little bit ridiculous like yeah. eating things out of season and eating whatever we want whenever we want that we have almost too much choice but in terms of whether it's easier to be vegan or not then yes because a lot of the regular grocery stores now carry all kinds of different products like even a so-called I don't know how the word for this but like a budget grocery store like no frills mm-hmm. do you have that out mm-hmm. west? yeah we do you know that it's always been perceived as like, like not a good grocery store. Yes, no, <laughs> because you don't it's be discount. Yeah, but I hate that whole thing. I mean, the food's all coming from the same place. Yeah, but a, yeah. what I'm trying to say is a store like No Frills, just like a regular mainstream grocery store that anyone in the city has access to, mm-hmm. is now carrying all. They're carrying the Silk Coffee Creamer. They're carrying Tempeh. They're carrying various brands of tofu. They're carrying the hot dogs. Yeah. So it's just it is everywhere and. Yeah. And when people say it's hard, I have to, that's what I'm trying to combat because it's not hard. It's just hard because you only have one way of operating and you haven't explored a new way of operating. You have to take some time to do that and you have to be really forgiving of yourself for doing that and you can't rush. So it's just about when you go to the grocery store, having a new perspective and exploring, you have to be open to exploring and changing because like there's aisles you've never walked down. There's shelves you've never approached. There's stuff in the freezer section you didn't even know was there because we're all used to going down the same aisles in the grocery store. But there's so much stuff in the grocery store that's not of course the whole produce section's vegan of course the rest of the aisles have tons of food and it's all very inexpensive a lot of it you can you can spend a lot of money if you want if you want to buy a lot of Mm -hmm. the products Mm -hmm. but if you if you only add a few of those in you're really eating on a much slimmer budget Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i get a lot of emails and messages from people who have you know daughter-in-laws who are vegan or people in their family have Mm -hmm. have changed over to, to veganism and they are just completely confused about where to start and mm-hmm. what to do. And it seems overwhelming and complicated. And 
and so they, they asked me for advice, and you must okay. get this mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. So what do you what do you tell people? Well, first yeah. of all, I think I, I get a little annoyed if parents are interfering too much and saying, "Well, you can't do that, or you're going to be unhealthy." So mm-hmm. what the person who's making this choice needs to do is come to the table with some of these resources and information so, to say, "Look, I'm doing this properly. I've done yeah. my research. I have these resources. I have these books. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to understand why I'm making this choice." watch this documentary with me or let's watch this thing on YouTube for 15 minutes with me. I mean, there just has to be a little bit of a educational moment Mm -hmm. first because everyone's just, again, it's just like we're not socially conditioned this way. We're socially conditioned to think we need milk for our bones and meat for protein. And it's just, the conversation is changing and there's so much information now online and a lot of documentaries being made that are talking about a different way of eating and living. So I think the, the person who's making that change needs to do it properly and come to the table with the reasons and the inspiration why they're doing it. And then also, um, start, I think the family has to go grocery shopping together. Yeah. Well, and often it's people who just want to accommodate their friends who are coming for dinner, right? Like a sort of an occasional thing. Uh, okay, yeah, and, that's and sometimes a good... it's a permanent change, but sometimes it's just you know I want to be able to have my friends over and be able to accommodate them without it being you know. And so yeah. when you're not doing it all the time, how do you? What are some sort of simple things that you suggest? Well, my book do? is a great <laughs> starting point to look for recipes to incorporate into your uh, dinner that you're serving a bunch of guests. If there's two or three vegans or vegetarians at the table, um, I think. It, I liken it to my family where they're like, but we use butter and we use cream. And I say, but do you know that when you go to the aisle, you could just buy the vegan butter or you Mm -hmm. could just buy the almond milk and sub that into the mashed potatoes. The coconut milk is delicious. And even that seems to be hard for people. Yeah. But. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and there's some dishes that often they say, don't try and reinvent the wheel, right? Like make a chickpea curry or make like a... You know, That's my main point that is know. don't reinvent the wheel. Is just take something you already know how to make and make yeah. the swap. So go yeah. to the aisle and buy the Baysell vegan margarine or buy the Earth Balance butter and yeah. buy the silk almond milk. There's like so many options yeah. now on the shelf totally. that you don't really have any excuse. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty much the same price point, if mm-hmm. not, but sometimes butter is really expensive. So that's mm-hmm. the other thing I don't understand. But anyways, take what you know how to make already and just make the substitutes. Yeah. Don't think you have to open up this thick vegan cookbook and make the craziest thing in there because mm-hmm. most of what people are eating already is either accidentally vegetarian or, or sometimes vegan totally. stuff in it. It's just about adding all that additional heavy cream and a lot of the excess dairy that we tend to rely on yeah. that now you don't have to. And there's other ways of substituting the same textures and, and mouthfeel. So you know, the internet, you don't even have to like go to hot for food. Like, I don't care, but just Google like vegan but you cream sauce or any type of thing that you need to substitute. And there's like very simple versions you can make. Well, and the internet is such an amazing resource between Instagram and YouTube. There's and so much. Like the inspiration, it, it's like the whole community has become more accessible, right? And so there's this endless. That's the best part of it is that there really is no excuse and it is so drastically easier now because of that. Because everyone's just sharing, you know, people like me are sharing their photos and recipes for free online and like it's just out there for the taking. Yeah. So, you know, 30 years ago when there were no vegan cookbooks or really weird looking vegan cookbooks Mm -hmm. with like lentil loaf in them. Yeah. We've come so far so since lentil loaf that's so yeah true. <laughs> that's so true and what do you think of so you mentioned dairy what do you think of the new canada food guide that's exciting right i like a little bit of the controversy happening yeah. with canadian dairy um making false claims on their advertising and then the advertising board pulling the ads you know about all that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's just proof that they're flat out lying and that they're yeah. they they are feeling the hurt of this shift. And this yeah. shift is not a trend and this isn't like a temporary thing. Like this is a big overhaul and it's very exciting. Well, and and the fact that it's not meat and alternatives anymore. It's yeah. not positioned as, you know, the ideal. I would like to see more vegan recipes on their website though. Yeah. Because they're not, they are promoting a more plant-based diet, but they're not quite like, when I I went looking on the recipe library, I was like, okay, it's still, it's not really exactly reflective of, I think, the bigger message behind making the food guide change. But again, baby steps, having the food guide change and the image being out there is, uh, is encouragement enough for people to understand that they, they have to make these changes now. Yeah. Yeah. And so you just need to send them more recipes. Right? I'm never stopping. As you're developing them for your, you have a second book coming out yeah. in the works. Yeah. So it's two years away. It won't come up till, out till February, 2021, but I am working on it this year. So I have 2019 to work on the whole manuscript and testing and developing. And I haven't started. I tested two recipes so far. That's oh, awesome. Out of 120. You're like done. <laughs> I got 120 more to go. Oh. <laughs> but I'm excited. No, I really wanted to do a second cookbook because yeah. this one did really well. People were so excited. I could see the distinction in publishing a book Mm. just in how it elevates not only my brand and business, but just how it got the message out there in a bigger way Mm -hmm. that publishing is still very relevant, that people are looking for this. I was reaching new people with a cookbook that I didn't really realize before I decided to do it, that it was, that that was kind of a thing that would happen. Yeah. I was a bit skeptical, but I was proven entirely wrong. So thank you. Well, and I don't know. Yeah. You don't know how, what, how it's going to be, um, how it's going to go over until you do it right yeah and there's so many different platforms how do you balance like facebook and youtube Mm -hmm. and instagram like you kind of have to be everywhere yeah i have to be everywhere and i am everywhere but i put my main focus on the on youtube and then instagram yeah and everything else just sort of copies what's going on there so the content is all over the place Mm because i know there's different audiences on facebook Mm -hmm. but i have spent the last few years building all the platforms and putting equal effort into them but the content launches on youtube on wednesdays and then you'll see it on instagram Mm -hmm. and then you go to the blog like yeah so and it's sort of a it, it taps into that idea that that you know veganism is a lifestyle, right? And you see a life you see vegan neighborhoods and vegan festivals, and and so people are sort of tapped into it all the time, and it reaches all. We are taking over even to some people's <laughs> uh, resistance. For instance, where I live in Parkdale, and the whole vegan Dale thing that's occurred. I don't know yeah, if you've vegan Dale. Yes, yes, I have, <laughs> I have. I yeah, I wrote about it. And oh. I haven't been there, but it's. It's interesting. We were we were at a, a bake sale at our son's school, and and uh, one of the moms had a backpack, and I was like, "Oh, that's you know, cool yeah. backpack." And she's like, "Thanks, it's vegan." And it was like, "Oh, it's <laughs> people are really." I mean, that's what's yeah. great. Vegans are obviously very proud and and out loud about their choices. Yeah. So it's that's cool. Yeah. And but it's just like again, it's just getting people thinking. Like, what do you mean a vegan backpack? Well, what's it made out of? Totally it's not made of leather, but it looks like leather. Exactly. Yeah. But that it, you're exactly right. And it was cheaper. <laughs> thinking about that. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Sometimes. <laughs> So what are you going to have for lunch today? We're going to Dandelion Cafe for chicken and waffles. Oh, nice. Vegan chicken and waffles, which I was told are very good. We are going to wrap this up because I can hear people at the door wanting to come in and use the the green room. So, but thanks for hanging out and having a conversation Thank you. Thanks to Jan Arden for like (laughs) connecting the dots here. I I love it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Have a good lunch. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the end of our podcast. The secret word for this episode is lentil loaf. If you send it to me on social media or by email, one of you will win a secret prize. Have a good one.